BetMGM tonight, hour number three. It's Ryan Horvath and Rob Brown holding down the fort tonight here on Tuesday, February 20th. One week closer to vacation for your boy, Rob. Big birthday party I'm heading home for. Brady's turning two. It's going to get wild. I hear we have chocolate and vanilla cake, possibly. Right now, there's some good, there's some bad, and there's some ugly. So Creighton's hanging in there right now, 15-13 with UConn. So I'll take that. Uh, I was all excited about the Missouri Tigers, the Tiger of Missouri, right? They were up three at the half over fifth-ranked Tennessee, Missouri this season. Not their strongest campaign, Rob. They're 8-17. and 17. They're actually 0-12 in conference. What kind of sick individual would bet them? Uh, that sick individual would be me. Plus 12.5, plus 13. Now they're down 13 with three minutes and 41 seconds to go. So nothing ever comes easy, does it, Rob? Does it? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to say one name and one name only, and that name is Dalton Connect. Dalton Connect for Tennessee is doing Dalton Connect of Tennessee things right now. Uh, I'm watching his last three, which was only no big deal. Uh, a logo dagger from about 38 feet out. That was nothing but pop in the bottom of the net. When that kid gets going, Tennessee is dangerous. The problem is going to be bumping bumping into teams who know how to remove Dalton Connect and nobody else can step up. Mizzou just ran out of gas. Dalton Connect started Dalton Connecting. See what I did there? And all of a sudden, the Tigers find themselves in trouble. You know where I messed up, man? Like, home team desperate for a win. They're, they're not going to the NCAA tournament. They're not going to the NIT. But they're desperate just for at least one conference win. Just one. I should have just played them in the first half at seven and a half. I was an idiot. They had a three-point lead, and uh, I can't even stomach it. It's one I'm going to have to – I turned it off. I'm going to have to just come back to it in three minutes and 54 seconds. So let's uh, let's talk about something that will uh, warm me up a little bit. Let's talk a little bit of uh, win totals in Major League Baseball. Let's start with the AL East. I'm looking at these win totals right now over at BetMGM, of course, show sponsor. Let's start with the uh, Boston Red Sox. 79 and a half, even money to the over, minus 120 to the under. The New York Yankees, 93 and a half wins, minus 110 both ways. The Tampa Bay Rays, same win total every single year. I swear to God, it's between 83 and a half and 85 and a half. This year, 85 and a half, minus 110 both ways. The Toronto Blue Jays, 87 and a half wins, minus 105 to the over, minus 115 to the under. And then the Baltimore Orioles, who actually spent a little bit of money. Not as much money as I was hoping this offseason, but they did spend some money. 90 and a half wins, minus 115 to the over, minus 105 to the under. So Yankees, 93 and a half wins. Tampa, 85 and a half. Toronto, 87 and a half. Baltimore, 90 and a half. And then at the bottom there, you have Boston, 79 and a half. What jumps off the page in the AL East for you, Rob? Uh, I Listen. I want to believe in the Toronto Blue Jays. I do. I just don't. Yeah. I just I just don't. They've 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 been it feels like this is 3 or 4 years in a row where they've looked in the offseason like everybody's favorite shiny new toy and then they just kind of don't be that. So I'm happy to ride the under with Toronto uh the Yankees. I listen. I'm not a Yankee sucker. I'm not. I'm the guy the last couple of years that has tried to talk deck off the ledge of picking the Yankees to go win 95, 96, 97 games. I'm not a Yankee sucker. I'm not a guy who falls for him every single year. Juan Soto, okay? 
Uh, Juan Soto is my pick for AL MVP this year. I think Juan Soto over in San Diego was in a spot with the Padres that the locker room was allowed to deteriorate and get toxic. I think you had maybe the most individualistic team in in recent memory in the Padres last year. No team should have had that much talent and been that bad. That's just the guts of a dying locker room. Juan Soto, and you saw what he, we all remember what he did in D.C. when he was an at. Juan Soto still got master in him. He's still got top list player, a a prime player locked up in there. And I, I think he's the type of guy that just needs to be locked down. I think I, again, there are some players that just need the discipline instilled in them. And yes, you would love to have 25 guys on your, on your, on your team that, all do the right thing all the time and put in the work all the time and and grind all the time. But the reality is these are young, dumb, rich athletes. Some of them need to get a kick in the pants, and there's no team that does that better than the Yankees. Juan Soto is the difference, and the Yankees will be for real this year. Uh, Boston, I'm intrigued by. I still think they need a couple of additions to the pitching. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I can't wait to see what Vaughn Grissom does. I thought Vaughn Grissom was going to be a breakout player in Atlanta Atlanta's riddled with all-stars one to nine. There just wasn't the room for him to do it. So I like the pickup of Chris Sale. I love the pickup of Vaughn Grissom to the Red Sox. I don't know that I'm quite ready to jump on them to cross that 80 win mark, but that's one I think they're going to be all over it. But I like the Yankees out of this division, and I like it because with Juan Soto in there, you're kind of covered up. You're covered if Giancarlo Stanton gets hurt again. You're covered if Aaron Judge goes cold again. You've got another bat. Now you've got a little free space in there. The Yankees are going over, Ryan. Yeah, I agree with you on the Yanks, man. And I mean, I'm with you. I'm not a Yankees lover. I've been considered a Yankees hater. We had Mraz on last offseason. I think, you know, people thought I was just giving him a hard time or, you know, being like the anti-big market, anti-New York guy. But no, like, Growing up, I mean, I'm a Cub fan, so usually come postseason, I hate to say it, I would cheer for the Yankees. I wanted to be a Yankee when I grew up. Who didn't want to be a Yankee and make a bunch of money uh, and have to shave their beard? But, dude, the only thing that scares me a little bit about the Yanks is the rotation. Obviously, Garrett Cole's the real deal. Once again this season, he is the favorite. You're getting 5-1 to odds on him to win uh, AL Cy Young. Rodon wasn't healthy last year. Marcus Stroman... I got to be nice here because he did employ like half of my family for three seasons. Um, My aunt lived with him, but I trust him for like two months. I trust him all the way up until like July 15th. And that's usually when we're all buying into the Marcus Stroman uh, Cy Young hype, even though he doesn't have the strikeouts. But I just, I don't trust him to stay fully healthy. I don't necessarily love the bullpen, but dude, that lineup, that outfield, they're going to score eight to nine runs a game. They really are. Like the Yankees, if they stay healthy, I completely agree. Juan Soto also, I did bet him to win MVP last year. I think it's going to be a huge bounce back here for Juan Soto. I think he's going to see some pitches in that lineup as well. Said the same thing in San Diego, of course. But I do think that the Yankees go over their win total. I'm not playing them to win the division, though. I think the value pick, I'm with you on Toronto, but I've said that the last three years. Like me and Deck, like it's always the same couple teams for me. It's them. It was the Angels. Now they're dead to me now that Shohei is gone. But, like, I know they're going to be the chalky pick, man, but I really like what Baltimore did this offseason. I think Corbin Burns also is going to have a bounce back year. I think he's going to have a Cy Young-type season. Um, I think the strikeouts are going to be back. I think he's going to last in innings. The only concern is Craig Kimbrell. 
do we trust Craig Kimbrell this season, you know, for one year, like a one-year rental as their closer? Because I like the lineup. Not quite as much as I like the Yankees lineup, but I really love this Baltimore team. Two years ago, they were a cute story. You know, last year, they were the best team in the division. Now you worry a little bit, like not to be cliche guy, but they're the hunted and the Yankees had a down year and they had a down year because the best player, one of the best players in baseball missed the majority of the season. Now he's back and you add Juan Soto. I don't know. Like, are the Orioles like the chalky team? Do you think like, where would you be with them? Yeah, no, they listen, they are the chalky team, and I think they've earned being called the chalky team at this point. I, I I love the addition. Here's what I love more than anything else. I love that there's finally some ownership in Baltimore that's willing to, I don't know, do something. They're willing to spend some money. Last year, you had an ownership group that was spending no money and was still threatening their fans to leave Baltimore because reasons, I guess. And then they get to the end of the year, and the olds are good, and when you know that, Camden's filled up every week. People are buying merch and moving tickets. It's like, my goodness, if you build it, they will come. Where the hell have I heard that before in the world of baseball? So you move to a new ownership group. You move to a new group that's got former players involved, guys who want to win as much as they want to make money. And now all of a sudden the O's are making moves. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I don't think they're done. I think you could see another name. I'm not going to go ahead and say Blake Snell's on that list, but why the hell not? Cody Bellinger. Listen, this team is young. This team's got a lot of good young talent in there. They're going to need a little locker room leadership. I know he's not going to come cheap, but Cody Bellinger could be that guy. And clearly, the Chicago Cubs, somebody poked them with a stick because I think they're dead. Ryan, do something, Cubs. But I think that... Baltimore is a chalky pick, and there's no reason not to be. I agree. I, I I question their back end. I question relievers predominantly. I certainly question the closers. But yeah. much like I talked about with the Atlanta Braves last year, if your offense can go get you nine runs a game, the games in which you need your closer to do more than not give up four or fives are very limited. The the the, the like the perfect out if you question your back-end guys, is can you score enough that it becomes irrelevant in the Orioles behind Gunner and the gang? Freaking can, dude. They absolutely yeah. can. Yeah, man. Adley Rushman um, might play some MVP futures. I might wait and just get a better price on him, though. I'm not saying he's going to get off to a slow start or anything like that. And then I want to see what they do with Jackson Holiday. you know, if he makes the opening day roster. Um, and with the Bradish injury, it doesn't look like he's going to be ready for opening day. That's why I really like that Corbin Burns signing. Or pick up, obviously. And um, yeah, man. And like you said, if they're not done making moves, I know they're chalky, but I really like this Baltimore team. But I'm with you on the Yanks. And I can see the Blue Jays. I'm not going to call them a sneaky team because I've had high expectations for the Blue Jays the last three years. I will say, I think it's going to be a big bounce back year for Vlad, and I'm going to draft him as soon as I possibly can. I don't know what happened to the power last year. You know, I know the home run numbers were obviously like he wasn't hitting the long ball, but I think he's going to have a bounce back here as long as he's able to stay healthy. All right, let's move over quickly to the AL Central, this dump of a division. Uh, you got the uh, Cleveland Guardians, 78 and a half wins, minus 110 both ways. Oh my God, the Chicago White Sox win total 63 and a half, and it's minus 115 to the under. The Royals win total 73 and a half, minus 120 to the over. I like this Royals team. Detroit's win total 81 and a half. And then Minnesota, who's favored to win the Central, 86 and a half. What would you do here, if anything? I just, I can't get over the fact that the White Sox win total 63 and a half after I had to hear their fan base talk so much trash, like three of the last four years. I mean, 
It was the dynasty that never was. It really was on the South side. Anyway, uh, your thoughts on the AL Central, Rob? Uh, first off, I agree entirely. I am, I am, I am, I am done with the Chicago White Sox. And, and I, I, I look at a team. I love the dynasty that never was. That because it, it feels it feels perfect. They had all the talent in the world. Deck and I, I can't tell you how many segments last year, uh, all but cursed out the White Sox. Poor Mario had to be living on like the edge with the way that we kept kind of bumping right up against just saying bleep the White Sox for what they're doing right now. I, uh, I'm not a fan. It's 63 and a half, man. Like, <laughs> right? Lee, that feels. It feels low, and I still want to go under. Honestly, that's let's might bet win the under. Games. Let's bet the under right now. I, I honestly, let's pull. Like I could pull the trigger on that. Uh, I, I've seen it on. Uh, listen, BetMGM's got great numbers. I've I'm I'm seeing it at even money in a couple of spots. Why the hell not? Right? Like Going I don't see Chicago getting there. So yeah. uh, that division's trash, man. Like I. I I hate to dunk on everybody in it, but it's just not that good. I think there's a couple of spots like the guardians are going to have, I think a decent rotation that can maybe help them spring a couple of extra wins. They might be worth a sprinkle on the over at 78 and a half. I think they could get to 79, 80. I, I am shocked by how many people are constantly hitting me on Saturdays going Rob Brown. The Royals are going over the Royals. The Kansas city Royals are going over. To the point that, like, I'm almost talked into it via public opinion at this yeah. point. I like this yeah. team. Guys, they need 80 Thanks. games. They need 80 games. Are we, like, are we just all selling out on Kansas City for 80 games? I mean, I think they could get to 80 wins. I, I think if I have to bet anything in this division, I think it's Royals over 78 and a half wins. I, I think I'm not doing anything with Cleveland. Or, I'm sorry, over 73 and a half wins. Minus 110. Yeah, I think the Royals could get to 74 wins. I think they could win 80 games this season. I think they might be the surprise team if there is such a thing in the AL Central. Like, again, I just can't get over 63 and a half wins for Chicago. I mean, the safe bet would probably be Minnesota. And I will say this, Rob, a damn professional. Cody Decker, a professional. Mario, a professional. You guys will have everybody covered, right? Like, but right now, here in February, I have nothing on the AL Central, man, except for maybe an overbet on the Royals. I'm with you. Like, I don't mean to be lazy here. I hate this division. The only takeaway I have is that the Chicago White Sox win total is 63 and a half. They're gonna go, they're gonna have to go back to the days where you would go to Wendy's, you would get a 99 cent frosty, and you would get two tickets to Comiskey Park because nobody cared. The Cubs have always been terrible, but that's a party environment. Nobody wants to go to the south side of Chicago. I apologize. I'm from there. I can say that. BetMGM tonight continues next. Welcome back. BetMGM tonight continues. It's Rob Brown. It's Ryan Horvath hanging with you here on a Tuesday night. And Rob, it was already great news when I found out today that I was going to be hosting with you, right? We're one and one in our little duel. I had uh, Michigan in the national championship. You had the Chiefs and the Super Bowl. You know, I never felt great about that bet. It's just I had the Niners futures from August, and I was like, I'm not going to hedge. I'm always the guy that hedges, and then I'm always like, why the hell did I do this, except for with the Boston Celtics. But uh, that's not the only good news. Missouri comes through. They don't win outright, but they do cover as 13-point dogs. Actually, they closed as 12-and-a-half-point dogs, uh, but they lose 72-67 to Tennessee, but... 
Good teams cover, baby. And that's what the Missouri Tigers did. Jim Root, tried to tell you, buddy. Grab that flag in pride today. Missouri. Still uh, 0-13. No, I'm sorry. Check that. 0-14 in conference play. Not a great year. Uh, some other scores to get to really quick, and then we'll get back to the Major League Baseball win totals that we're hitting on tonight. Arkansas with a rare victory, it looks like. 69-63 over AM. Still a minute to go. Uh, Creighton looking good. Up 36-25 on UConn. That was one of my bigger bets this season. Five and a half point favorites now, Creighton is. They closed as two and a half point dogs. Total sitting there, 151 and a half, 115 both ways. Uh, Baylor up 13 to eight right now on BYU. San Diego State trails Utah State on the road 10 to four. Utah State at home, six and a half point favorites. Texas Tech up 13 to 11 on TCU. And then uh, Wisconsin down 14 13. It's early to Maryland. They're four and a half point favorites. Uh, I do need Wisconsin tonight. So uh, hopefully they get their stuff together at the Cole Center, which I expect them to do. All right, we let off, or we left off, I should say, with the AL Central. Not a whole lot for me in the AL Central. Let's uh, let's move on now over to the uh, AL West, where I'm looking right now at the Houston Astros. Still the favorites, plus 115 to win the West. Texas Rangers, 2-1. to one. Seattle Mariners, that's the other team. I do it with them every year, plus 240. And then you get into the Angels and the uh, Oakland A's, who, let's be honest, nobody's betting. The A's don't even have a home yet. What would you do in that division? Is it the Astros per usual? Are you looking at the Rangers still this season? Uh, what would you do there? You know, listen, the Astros are, are the Astros are aging. Like, I know everybody's excited because they're keeping the pieces on board. They're keeping the guy. They're aging. It's not – It's not. you could already feel at the – towards the end of last season, at least to me – it kind of felt like the momentum was slowing down a little bit, and, and then you look at uh, you look at Texas, but the the look the Rangers have lost a couple of big pieces from the run that they went on late uh, last year. I really thought, I really hoped that the Seattle Mariners were going to do something, but they like for whatever reason they just refused to spend money. They just refused to make moves. Uh, Kalenic goes leaves goes down to Atlanta. I know he never really got to tapping full potential in Seattle but it felt like if you can get that guy to potential he's a cornerstone for a youth movement in Seattle they let him go to Atlanta damn near for free it kind of felt like it almost feels like the Astros win this and look I know they won 90 games last year that's not easy to do I don't care what division you're in but aging out but I'm looking at Seattle I'm looking at LA I mean for the love of God I I actively dislike Artie Moreno, all right? There's a lot of owners I'm indifferent towards. A lot of owners that... Uh, there are two owners in Major League Baseball I actively dislike. John Fisher in Oakland and Artie Moreno. The fact that I read an interview from yesterday where Mike Trout, a guy that we should... He should be in the midst of a career that you and I, when we're in our 90s in a retirement home, are talking about how incredibly lucky we were to watch Mike Trout play. Mike's in the media begging Artie Moreno to make a move. Plenty of bats out there. Plenty of guys to add some pop to the lineup. The Angels have done nothing. Mike Trout's asking them or telling the media, hey, I'm begging Artie Moreno to make a move. A reporter asked Mike Trout, do you think he's going to listen to you? And Mike Trout's answer was literally, uh, I know, I mean, you know, I, I don't, you know. Like, what are we doing here? That's that's a, that's a guy that should be a found a fundamental block for you begging you to do something and you're not doing it the astros are going to win this division and i think it, I, I think it's a shootout between houston and the rangers 
But the Mariners aren't going to do it. The Angels aren't going to do it. The Athletics are going to be pathetic to watch this year. I mean, embarrassing to watch this year. I don't, I don't know that I, I don't know that I feel confident in putting the over for anybody on this, Ryan, but it's either going to be the Astros or Rangers that win the division. And I, I, I got nothing past that, man. Yeah. Uh, One more owner I want to throw into the bucket, Tom Ricketts, right? Like act like you're running a major league baseball team in a big market, in a market like Chicago. I mean, like Wrigley Field is no longer Wrigley Field. I was afraid to go to the bathrooms when I was a kid at Wrigley Field because you would be like a quarter of an inch away from the next guy. Now you go there, there's a sports book, there's billboards in the Ivy, right? Like there's like a, there's like, there's like a play zone. There's like concerts going on. It's already a great environment. Like go out there, Tom Ricketts and make a deal for Mike Trout. We all want to watch Mike Trout play baseball in the postseason. That's not going to happen in Los Angeles. They couldn't get it done with Shohei Otani there. Anthony Rendon was a terrible signing, came out and pretty much said, like, he doesn't even care about baseball. Like, we get it, guy. I know he hasn't been healthy, but, like, that team has been a mess. Cross them off the list. Cross the A's off the list. I can't do it with the Mariners for the third consecutive season until they prove something for me. Um, It'd be, like you said, it'd be the Rangers or the Astros. I'd probably just take the better price with the Rangers. I know that's kind of lazy. Not going to do anything with the AL West today, but I do just pray that Tom Ricketts, owner of the Chicago Cubs and Jed Hoyer, general manager, just make big league moves. Go out, make a deal for Mike Trout. I do not want to see Mike Trout spend an entire season. I do not want to see him in September still in Los Angeles, man, right? Like Shohei's gone, just blow the entire thing up. They're not going to make any moves. There's no moves to be made. Also, go out there, Tom Ricketts, Jed Hoyer, get me Pete Alonso. Get me Pete Alonso. Like, the Chicago Cubs have done absolutely nothing. They pay all that money. They give all that money to Craig Craig Council, who's a great manager. Don't get me wrong. Like, I don't think there's a manager in baseball. There's not a ba- There's not a manager in the National League that has done more with less than Craig Council. I love the way he manages his bullpens. You know, like, you look at those lineups in, in Milwaukee, man. Like, other than Christian Yelich and Lorenzo Cain for a couple seasons, like, you know, who, who else do you really like in Milwaukee? And yet they win the NL Central every year, every other year. So I love that. I, uh, but then they did I absolutely loved, nothing. I, like Jed Hoyer just went on vacation after that, man. Like make some damn moves. But yeah, I wouldn't do nothing in the AL West. Sorry. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not ready to touch the AL West. I, listen, I, um, I love the hiring of Craig Council. I agree. I said last year when Jamar Candelario uh, got got brought in up in the trade deadline. I thought that was the the move of the year. It turned out that I was spot on. I'd love to make sure that that guy is locked up for a little while. And yes, get one of the sluggers. Now, I I don't know that Pete Alonzo is leaving New York and Mike Trout. Dude, I feel so bad for Mike Trout. Not just because he's stuck where he is, but because he's got this 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 mentality of pride that's going to keep him there, right? He's like, I'm, I'm you know, I, uh, asking for a trade uh, is the easy way out. I want to stay here. And I'm like, dude, it, it, here's the problem. It's not up to you if you want to build something, right? You got to be provided the equipment. You got you to gotta have the equipment around you to build something. You sound like a chump, Mike Trout, right? Like how long? Yeah. It's, it's, it's that dude who gets cheated on by his wife and he goes back to her for the eighth time. And he's like, oh, she agreed to couples counseling this time. Dude, you're a chump. Stop being a chump. They're not going to do anything to help you. They're not going to yeah. add anything. They are happy to sell the hell out of Mike Trout jerseys. 
and get their once-a-week national game because Mike Trout is going to be up against whatever big-time pitcher, and they don't care outside of that. You look like a chump, and it makes you look pathetic, and I hate that because you should be better than that. I would uh, Listen, I'm not a Cubs guy. I would love to see Mike Trout in the National League. I would love to see Mike Trout uh, with the Chicago Cubs. I would love – hell, you guys can't get Cody Dan Bellinger re-signed. Why am I going to get pumped about a potential Mike Trout no. trade when Cody Bellinger lives in Chicago and you can't get my dude under contract? They offered him, like, free pizza. Some of the best pizza for life, dude. Free pizza. To his family, too. I, I believe to his mother. And uh, he still, they won't get a deal done. I don't know what's going on right there. Funny story about that, though. P.J. Glasser and myself, we sat at the roulette table with George Kittle's agent, Sam Laporta's agent. I've told this story a billion times. Hate to be, like, name drop guy. Um, again, it was an agent, so like, who the hell cares? But he was also the uh, representative, the agent for Cody Bellinger. And I found that out, and I was like, dude, lifelong Cub fan, what do we have to do to get Cody back in Chicago? Even if he goes back to hitting 189, we're still going to cheer for Cody Bellinger because we're too drunk to do otherwise, like on the north side of Chicago. And he was just shaking his head, and I was like, he's not going back to Chicago, is he? And I have that feeling that he's not going back to Chicago. And it's probably because Jed Hoyer and Tom Ricketts, honestly, two schmucks in my opinion. Or Since I'm already on the Cubs um, and we're talking about all these win totals, let me throw out, I never use the word lock or guarantee, except for I should have with Creighton up 43-29 uh, right now. But here's a lock for you, dude. NL Central, Cincinnati Reds, 82 and a half wins, stay away. Chicago Cubs, 83 and a half wins, stay away. Pittsburgh, 74 and a half wins. Stay away. Milwaukee, 76 and a half. New manager, stay away. The St. Louis Cardinals, 85 and a half wins. Right now is minus 110 to the over. I will play that right now. The Cardinals are winning 90 games. The Cardinals are going to win the NL Central. This is life. I can tell you, life is a Chicago Cub fan. Almost four decades now. Over three decades now. This is what happens, man. It'll be a bounce-back season. Nolan Arenado is going to hit 350. Paul Goldschmidt's going to hit 42 homers. Some kid's going to come up. We never even heard of him. Right now, he's not even in the pipeline or a top 50 prospect. He's going to end up winning 20 games out of nowhere. And he probably won't make his first start until June. It's the Cardinal way. It's what they do. I hate them. I hate their fans. I only have hate in my heart for St. Louis Cardinal fans and all the members of that organization. This is what happens, though. I'm going over on the win total with St. Louis in the Central. Uh, I, 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 I am going to uh, slow myself down from throwing money at the Redbirds based on your, dare I say, obvious uh, hatred of this team, which I respect, by the way, so that we're yeah. very clear. I'm big team yeah. hate. It's sports. Let's have some fun. Uh, I am interested uh, because I disagree with the Reds. I think the Reds last, I think the Reds are a young enough team that last year learned a couple of hard knock lessons down the stretch. Remember, there was a period for about a month and a half where the Reds were America's sweethearts last year. We were all big. Well, all of us who aren't Cubs fans, we're all big on Cincinnati. Yeah. Kind of America's team for a hot minute there. But listen, when you've got a team that, that's young and you've got a season that's this long, you got to take some lumps, dude. You got to get punched in the face and you got to learn some lessons. This is why a lot of young teams kind of fizzle out down the stretch. The Reds learned that lesson. They were an 82-win team last year. And you don't think they're better? You don't think they've made a couple of moves to be a better team this year? I very much do. 
I also am, I'm not ready to go all in. But there are some guys like Cody Decker who have told me, I can't believe I'm saying these words live and on national public radio, to watch out for the Pittsburgh Pirates as a potential 80-game winner this year. I'm, I'm not ready to commit, but I'm seeing a lot of folks try to talk me into riding with the Pittsburgh Pirates. I don't know, Rob, if I could do it, man. Right? 80 wins? Oh, listen. I'm not saying I'm going to. I'm telling you what a lot of people have told me to do, which is to ride them for eight. Listen, I'd probably be happy to take them for – what would you say their number was? I got to assume it's in the ballpark of like 75. Yeah. So they are right now uh, 74 and a half minus 110 both ways. You know what, though? Like, First if you want to go over, I know 75 wins. Like, is it, it, I, I would maybe take a little flyer on 16 to 1 than to win in Central. But go on. Sorry. No, no, no. You're good. Uh, First off, I was just going to say, damn, I'm good at this. Absolutely nailed that. Second off, yeah. uh, I am going to say, I don't mind 73 and a half at the number. I don't know that I'd go any higher than maybe 76 and a half. I think the Pirates got a little bit better. I think this division is probably going to be widest open. This is going to be team mediocre across the board is the NL Central this year. Um, yeah. So I, I I don't think you're wrong with betting anybody if you can get all of them around that 73-74 number. They might all get there, and yet none of them get to 80 this year. That's like a realistic possibility, man. It's wild. All right, we could get on this. Uh, we could hit on this a little bit more, obviously, after the break, but uh... – Really quick before we do get to the break, the Dodgers win total 103 and a half over or under? Under. Under. I think they're going to be a 100 win team. I don't know if I'm ready to go all the way to 104. Uh, I will tell you right now the fact that if Shoei Otani was pitching to the moon all day, that's an over. No questions asked. You got him as a DH. Um, That lineup's real good. I'm going to tell you right now, and we're going to fight about this later, and I've been mentally preparing myself for it. The Atlanta Braves lineup is better one through nine than the Dodgers, and they have a lower win total. The Dodgers are not getting to 104. They'll be close, but they're not getting there. I don't know that we're going to fight about that, man, because I'm pretty high on the Braves as well. Oh, that's exciting for me. Yay! But, I mean, I don't know that I could go under on 103 and a half. I think this is like a 106-win team with Shohei. And I know he's not taking the ball every five days, but I'm I'm still excited for that lineup. All right, we'll take a quick break. We get back more win totals. We got a little sweat chamber, although a big lead for Creighton at the half. 14 points over UConn. BetMGM Tonight continues. Rob Brown, Ryan Horvath. Now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Ryan Horvat, Rob Brown with you tonight here at BetMGM Tonight. Nick and Trista with the week off on vacation. They'll be back, I believe, next week. I know Nick will for sure. Uh, Rob, we got some scores to get to. So right now at the half, number 15, Creighton, with a 43-29 lead over number one, UConn. And uh, this is actually UConn's biggest halftime deficit of the season. Before tonight, it was seven, and that was at Kansas and at Butler. So they've trailed by seven twice, Kansas and on the road at Butler. Uh, The last time they trailed by 10-plus points, according to ESPN Stats and Info at half, January 25th, 2023, on the road against Xavier. So 43-29. I still don't feel great, though, even with a 14-point lead at the half for Creighton because it's UConn. Betting against UConn 
always scary. Uh, Missouri did come home earlier as 12 and a half point dogs. They lose 72 67. Right now, Baylor up 27 24 on BYU. And uh, Texas Tech trails TCU at home 28 25. San Diego State and Utah State tied up at 23. That's a pick right now. A lot of these games off the board right now over at BetMGM. Let's get back to the win totals because we were up against the break and I asked you about the Dodgers. Pretty high win total, obviously, 103.5, which is uh, the largest win total this season. You brought up an interesting point last week when we had you on. I believe the week before that as well. So the Dodgers win total, 103.5, minus 115 to the over. You said you're a little bit higher, at least on the Braves lineup. Shohei's not going to be able to pitch this season. Uh, 101.5 is their win total, minus 110 both ways. Are you telling me you'd rather go over on the Braves than over on the Dodgers if you had to make a choice between the two teams? Like, let's say you got a free yes. bet. Yes, it's not. It, I don't. It's not even a thought. That's not even a thought. That's a no-brainer. That's an absolute slam for me. Uh, now, I, I I think if there is a disadvantage to that, uh, it's going to be the Philadelphia Phillies. It's going to be the Miami Marlins, who I think are going to be better. I'm curious. I still think the Mets are going to suck because they're the Mets, but. They're good for probably 77, 78 wins this year. I look over in the NL West. Look, the Diamondbacks are going to be good again this year. The Padres have had to blow it up. I I really got a big question mark next to the Giants, and then you get a handful of of freebies with the Colorado Rockies in that division. So I think you got a little bit easier path to 100 through the NL West than the NL East. Not much, not much. But look, I think one through nine, the Braves lineup is better. Uh, when you include the fact that Shohei's not pitching and that we don't know how long or or if Clayton Kershaw is going to be back available, I honestly think if Chris Sale is able to get back to the dominance that he had before he got banged up a couple of times, I think the Braves probably have a better rotation than the LA Dodgers do right now. Uh, the Braves won 104 last year. They won 100, what, 101 the year before that. And I think last year's team was better than the year before that. And I think that team was better than the World Series team. And I think this team is better than both of those teams, frankly. Now, that's not me saying Braves to represent the NL in the World Series. That's not me saying Braves to definitively definitively win an NL pennant. But if you're asking me if I feel more comfortable with the Braves getting to 101, something they've done two years in a row and are better this year, when they are, look, I'm just going to call it what it is. I'm excited about Shohei Otani in a Dodgers Uni too, but he's not pitching this year. You got a glorify, you got a DH. Is a DH worth that many games? Uh, yes, even if it's Shohei Otani, is a DH worth six or seven games? Because I think that's what he's going to have to be to get to the over. And maybe he is. I'm not saying he's not. But, dude, the Braves are a better baseball team on paper. So, yes, it's a no-brainer. If, you, if I got to pick one or the other, the Braves over 101 is a much lockier lock than the Dodgers over 103.5 to me. Yeah, I got to be honest. I don't think that's that hot of a take. I mean, I think, like, you know, maybe me and you will be the only one with this take. I think the Dodgers are going to be really good. Like, I'm not running to go bet under 103.5. But, like, let's – Otani's projections. Let's say he lives up to the hype year one like he always does, and he hits 285, 40 homers, over 100 RBI. Like you said, he's not pitching this season. And I agree with the Braves' rotation. Like, that rotation is absolutely ridiculous, man. You have Max Fried, you have Spencer Strider. We'll see what we get from Chris Sale. You know what I mean? Uh, Charlie Morton. And then they went out and they signed Ronaldo Lopez 
you know, thinking that they were initially going to move him out of the bullpen and you have a power arm, which maybe that ends up happening, but a three-year deal. And then they're like, no, we're going to stretch him out as a starter. And you add Chris Sale, like I said. But what I keep forgetting, man, is they still have Bryce Elder. Like, Bryce Elder was a National League All-Star in 2023, and now he's fighting for that fourth spot, fifth spot in the rotation. So I agree. And then you look at the lineup. I mean, everybody has power. Ronald Acuna is a freaking created player. What he does, he's a total throwback. I'm with you. Braves, I'd be shocked if the Braves didn't win 102 games. So they're obviously winning that division, right? So how do you feel about the Phillies this season? Or do you think, who's the sneaky team if it's not Philadelphia that could challenge the Braves? I don't think there is a team that could challenge the Braves, but for like content purposes, who would be that sneaky team if (laughs) If like injuries happened or like if half the team is kidnapped by like Gary Sinise or something like that? Uh, listen, if, if, if there is a, a, a rash of rolled ankles, get Like if the Braves bus is like jacked up two inches too high on the hydraulics and everybody falls off, Philly's the answer, man. I mean, like Philly's a good team and they got a lot of talent, but all you need to look at, and again, I'm not saying that this all is the end all be all, but all I got to do is look, is look at the fact that Atlanta's over under win total is set at either a hundred and a half or, or one or one and a half, depending on where you get it. And Phillies yeah. is set at 90. It's a real good team. And they have, let's call it what it is. They've been a playoff bugaboo for the Atlanta Braves back to back straight years where a 101 plus win team has gotten bounced in the divisional round by a divisional rival. That stinks. That sucks if you're Atlanta. And I hope that that's kind of a driving motivation for the Braves to, to get where they should B, which is in the NLCS this year, uh, I don't think Philly has the guns to keep up with Atlanta for a division title. Now, we get into the playoffs. You're talking five or seven games. Uh, that's that's, That's a different story for sure. But no, the Braves are winning this division. Uh, they are, of any division winner, to me, the surest lock of a division winner, right? NL East, AL Central, AOS. Hell, I think the Dodgers are probably second. Uh, I I think there are two guaranteed divisional winners. I think it's the LA Dodgers. I think it's the Braves. Look, the Braves could lose three all-stars out of their lineup, Ryan, and still have four four all-stars in their lineup. They're fine, right? Like, they're one of the few teams that death's not going to be a concern. They were able to send Vaughn Grissom a guy considered by many to be a top 10 prospect in Major League Baseball, away to roll the dice on Chris Sale. Why? Because that guy didn't, there wasn't room in the lineup for Vaughn Grissom. He was expendable. That's where this team is right now. There's not a team in the NL East that's going to touch the Atlanta Braves. That is a guaranteed lock that they win the division. And I'm like you, I don't like to throw out locks because I'm wrong a lot. That's a lock. That's a guarantee. That's a no-brainer. The only question is, can they finally put it together, get by Philly and the DS? And my answer is, this team's better than last year, and now they've had two years to figure it the hell out in the Divisional Series. I don't see them crashing and burning again. Yeah, so again, Atlanta's win total in the NL East, 101.5 in the NL West. The Dodgers, 103.5, minus 115 to the over. The prices, though, to win the division are just gross, man. Like, you can't bet these things. NL West... The Dodgers minus 600 to win the division. And let's not forget, like, Arizona's a pretty damn good team. They're 10 to 1. San Diego, the team that we were all excited about two years ago with all the moves, Josh Hader, Juan Soto, they're both gone, 13 to 1. San Francisco, who made zero moves, 14 to 1. And then Colorado, 20 to 1. And then um, in the East, man, I almost feel like, well, you have Philly. 
plus 325. I was going to say, I almost feel like this price is short. Atlanta's minus 275. But like, even look at that drop-off, man, in the East. Atlanta minus 275 compared to the Dodgers, minus 600. Other than that, NL Central, the Cardinals are the favorite, plus 160. In the West, it's Houston, plus 115. In the Central, it's Minnesota, minus 125. I might take a look at Detroit, plus 350. And then uh, in the East, we already talked about the Yankees, plus 145. Off the top of your head, what would you guess the Oakland A's win total is? 55 and a half. Not giving them enough credit, man. 56 and a half. You were so damn close. One win. How do you feel, though, really quick going back to Chicago? How do you feel if, like, you're a White Sox fan and your win total is, like, right there with the Oakland A's, who legitimately are trying to move to Las Vegas in the mayor? And the people in charge there are like, you know, maybe reconsider this move. You know, maybe just try to go back to Oakland. Like, nobody wants you. And it's a damn shame because, like, I was talking about this with Cody. Growing up, I love some of those teams, man. Barry Zito, like, I always loved the pitching rotation. Um, you know, Mark McGuire, like, those years. But I always loved Oakland growing up. So it's a damn shame what's going on there. Um, but, man, 56 and a half wins. What would you do? You think they could go over 56 and a half, or you think that's like a 40-win team this season? No. No. How? 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 They're going to be on the road every game. They're never going to have a home game. They're going to spend more time on the bus. They are Major League the movie intentionally. It's not a joke anymore. They are Major League. I don't see – if you're on that team, how do you how do you play this season with any sport of go with, – with any sort of go get them? How do you play this season with any sort of give a damn in the gas tank? Because I'll tell you right now, I don't think I could. I, I don't think I could even fake it this year if I was on that baseball team. This team might not win 50 games. This team might not win 40 games. They are going to be an embarrassment, I think. Not to say there's not a couple of good young players on that team. There are, but there's a reason that Matt Olson and Sean Murphy are in Atlanta. It's because they have tried to make this team bad. And congratulations, John Fisher. Your efforts paid off. And the sad thing is that guy's going to get a check for a couple of billion dollars when he gets him to Vegas and then immediately sells the baseball team. I really hate it when in real life the bad guy wins, Ryan Horvat, and that's what's happened here. Yeah. This team's going to be bad, and I hate it for Ace fans. It, I mean this. I, I think we all use the expression, my heart is genuinely broken for fans of the athletics. It, it stinks. Yeah, it really does suck. Bad for baseball. All right, right now Creighton's up 54-33 on UConn, the number one team in the country. 16 minutes, 20 seconds to go. Looking pretty good. Creighton closed his two-and-a-half-point dogs. Uh, now 54-35. We got one more hour to go. Bet MGM tonight. We're going to get back to some NFL draft talk. We'll talk with Ian Cummings, NFL draft analyst over at Pro Football Network. Uh, we got to talk about some of these wide receivers. I think this is one of the deepest wide receiver classes we've had. Uh, BetMGM tonight, final hour coming up next. Rob Brown, Ryan Horbach.